0: Welcome to Seamless Tactics, where we share leadership insights through storytelling, featuring interviews with local leaders and professionals weaving in their career journey and leadership style. I'm Wen Tan. Today we'll be talking about building and sustaining a legacy through the arts with FL Frank Henley Jr., founder and creative director of the Narcisse Theatre Company. He is going to share his passion and focus on diversity, equity, and access for the arts within the Harrisburg region. This episode was brought to you by Harrisburg Regional Chamber and Credit. Their mission is to be a catalyst for dynamic job creation that seeks to improve economic growth, mobility, and vitality while enhancing the quality of life in our region, Cumberland, Dauphin, and Perry Counties. This organization is the only Chamber of Commerce in Cumberland, Dauphin, and Perry Counties to receive the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's five-star accreditation a level achieved by only 5% of chambers across the nation. Becoming a member will help boost your organization's success in terms of your bottom line, marketing strategy, business development, and talent recruitment. Welcome to Seamless Tactics. We're here with FL Frank Henley Jr. Uh, He is the founder and artistic director of Narcisse theater. So thank you very much for joining us today on this podcast. Um, We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with us.
1: Thank you very much. I'm more than thrilled to be here. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. So um, I don't really know too much about the Narcisse theater outside of the coffee and connections that we kind of had that virtual Mm -hmm. uh, that that in person introduction. So can you share with me and our audience a little bit more about the Narciss Theater?
1: Sure. Thank you. Um, first, of all, I want to say thank you very much, Wen and Taylor Made Solutions. And um, like i like to say thank you to the Harrisburg Region uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, for um, being a part of this and letting us be a part of this with the Coffee Connections. Um, Narciss Theater Company, um, uh, You know, we started in 2016. We are a BIPOC led, nonprofit, multicultural theater company and arts education organization dedicated to cult. Cultivating the artistic aspirations of our city's underserved and marginalized students, uh, artists, and communities. Um, of, you know, since we began, like since we began, with their, like, you know, there, our motto has always been theater for Harrisburg, by Harrisburg. And to that end, um, as part of our mission, that half of the shows that we do every season are original works by local playwrights and performance artists. Okay. Um, also, uh, you know, our three pillars that we built this, uh, this company on, we call it the old girl. Uh, we built the old girl on um, three pillars, uh, diversity, inclusion, and access. And um, access in the sense that you know uh the average you know blew my mind the average uh broadway um like broadway theater goer the average uh, household income is 166 sorry 266000. Oh
0: my god. Um, the average
1: ticket price is um 166 um you know part of our um you know our you know our, our mission is we never charge more than 15 for a ticket. And every sunday matinee is any old donation when any size donation buys admission because we never want money to get in between us and our audience and um so that's you know who we are right now we're moving it we're looking to um fulfill the second part of our mission and that's moving into the field of arts education since 2008 um you know the first time i was ever on a board was with this uh, uh uh, uh, arts organization called Don Zante in 2011, I'm sorry. And, um, and I was on that board for the purpose of winding it down. Okay. And at that time, and since then, and since 2011, since they closed, there's not a single standalone arts organization, an arts education organization, arts or- organization period, east of Cameron Street, all of Alice in the Hill, on the north side and on the south side. Um, that's where sixty percent of our city lies. That's where a, major, I mean, a huge um, um, immigrant and um, uh, people of color population there, and um, you know, part of our you know our, our outreach is like you know provide an, you know arts education in things like art, um, acting and improv, creative writing, art, uh, music, and dance. Uh, we have, you know, part of our, our mission is to move into those fields and to provide these sort of educational opportunities to the people of people of these communities at no charge to the parents or to the families. By like, you know, we do this by you know working with our corporate um, sponsor, corporate sponsorships, uh, foundations, grants, and things of this nature. We hope that our Young Arts Academy. We hope to um, start this um, this upcoming summer. It was going to be our grand opening for that. This will be an after school and um, summer um, program.
0: Wow. So that's a lot that you kind of unpacked there. Yeah, um, really started from you being a board member back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And then also then starting this all from I believe you said 2016. 2016, 2016. yes. So can you just share a little bit about your background about why why arts and how you <laughs> got into it? What really drove that passion? Did it start at a young yeah. age, or was it because you started out as a board member, kind of decommissioning?
1: No, no, I'm, I'm an artist. I've been okay. an a, I'm an uh, I've been an actor for 35 years. Okay. Um actor direct uh, actor dramatist. Uh also um my first love though was poetry. And okay. um and also and I also uh, dabbled in music when I was younger. And so I've been an artist all of my life. And, um, but theater is, you know, what, I mean, I yeah, started off as a poet. I was very much into writing and creative writing and poetry. And then that got me into Shakespeare and Shakespeare got me into acting. And then okay. acting led to directing. And then that leads, leads us to here. And to, um, you know, it's the, um, the arts are a crucial, in my, my opinion, the arts are a crucial part of human development. It's something that has been a part of us since our earliest, you know, since the time, you know, we were back in caves, you know, telling each other stories by the fire, making hand shadow um, shadow, pup, um, shadow puppetry, telling each other our stories. And this is when, like, you know, the art started, and it's a part of, you know, our, our human experience. And even in today's, you know, 21st century, and you know we're like you know we're are going to begin doing like business improv classes because okay. you know improv is, because improv uh, like you know acting improv is a really really useful tool like it's been no it's been you know well known in, in the corporate world as things that teach teach things like you know cooperation collaboration ingenuity creativity spontaneity these are all soft skills that you know that you know, like, you know, executives and people that work in all different fields really need, you know, there's, there's never, a, you know, there's never really, unless you're in accounting, <laughs> you know, you know, you don't want any creativity there, <laughs> but in most other fields, creativity is a vital component and things in the arts bring the, uh, you know, it, you know, it, um, it exposes young minds to the possibilities that you know they could take these tools and move, use them in the future.
0: So it sounds like you know that passion and the impact that you believe that will provide young adults, children, mm-hmm. teenagers, even um, mm-hmm. ad- adults, like there's just a great impact on that just based on creativity. So, you know, I just want to kind of unpack two things. One, around access. So you kind of talked about access yeah. and you brought up the interesting stat about the average salary uh-huh. Somebody going to a Broadway show, and then also the average ticket of uh, uh-huh. of Broadway, so access seems to be a big component, so it sounds like one is that uh-huh. you have the theater cost right to uh-huh. go to a show, but then you're also hosting like a uh, artistic program yeah. for underprivileged minority uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, children. so could you just expand a little bit more about that? Is that the first time you're doing this, or yeah, any history yeah.
1: Well, as far as the, um, our pricing, our ticket pricing goes, that has always been has okay. been that's our, was our one of our founding principles because, um, like you know, relating to access, you know, um, getting you know, um, theater audiences. They've been. I've, <laughs> see, it's like I don't know if I dispute. I've heard this, but I sometimes I dispute it. I've heard that you know uh, theater audiences trend um, like older and whiter. Okay. Is a demographic, and for you know things of like you know for like Broadway, that very well may be true. Okay, but local theater, it is like you know there is like you know I you know that you know, the, the box office like numbers don't lie. Like you know by like people of like you know people African Americans and like African Americans and like you know people of other minorities, they are very avid for theater goers okay. and within their own communities. And the thing is, I mean, what I think, you know, what we're trying to do as part of our access is that give access to all people. Like, you know, I mean, you know, there are, all, there are many different types of uh, the, the art scenes within inside of a city. There's a black art scene, there's a white art scene, there's an LGBTQ art scene, which is all great. This is beautiful. It's a great thing. But what we're, one of our, what we're trying to do is, like, you know, um, pull all these people together and like create a, like, you know, create a, a space where you know part of like you know what motto runs in my head you know our job here is to tear down walls and build bridges you right. know across different arts communities like right. you know give it like you know and you know part of you know and Narcisse, the ethos we're trying that I would like to bring out is that we're not looking for people who are like it's we're not you know expecting or going out for people to have a ton of training or a ton of experience. But we're looking for people who don't have the experience, but who have the talent and who have the passion, who find this like you know, who see like you know, who like you know, and then giving them the opportunity, giving them uh, you know, giving them the instruction, giving them the um, giving them the tools that they need, and then putting them out there, and let, right. let let and then like getting them touches. I call you you know, it's just like in a football match, like in world soccer. You know, you you've got a young player, you want to get them touches. You want to get them out there. You want to put them in game situations, and you want to get them out there. And like you know, what I mean, and the more you put them out there, they will grow. And it's 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 like sunlight to a seed. And that's what we try to do here. And right now, it's part of our job one to get out there and find this talent, find the people out there that have the talent that have the passion, and like and then like you know, open the doors to them, bring them in, and then get them involved. And then also, you know, we we understand that a lot of times especially when it comes to younger people and the stu- younger and younger students, that they're not going to be able to get down here to us, downtown. Yeah. Yep. So part of our programs we're, we're going to do starting this summer is we're going to be partnering partner with other um, community, community centers in these different areas all throughout the city. And we're going to do once a week, I, I, you know what I mean, like Young Artist Academy outreach um, clinics. We're going to be teaching, like you know, it'll be very, very simple, like mostly for younger students, like elementary age, things of that nature. Also, and no cost to the parents. But this is about, you know, getting children the exposure to the arts because, you know, right now we live in a time in which there is, uh, within the public school system, not just here in Hasbro, but nationwide, there are huge since COVID. Not, that meant more teachers are not a lot of teachers have left. And fewer people are going into the um, um, educational profession. Okay. And the arts are getting hit by that. And put on top of that, budgetary restraints throughout, like, you know, what's been hitting, you know, uh, uh, public school systems across the country. The arts take the brunt of that. You know, and the, and the children do not are not getting, at least public school kids, aren't there, and it's just a fact. They're not getting this sort of arts education they got 10 years ago.
0: So that's very interesting, because when you, when at least for me personally, when I think about access, I think about money, right? But mm-hmm. I think what you talked about isn't just about money, it's yeah. also access to opportunity, that's mm-hmm. access to education as yes. well. Yeah. So I, I think that's a great, a great elaboration on that. Um, so it seems like what you're trying to do is fill a gap yes. that has existed now mm-hmm. due to COVID mm-hmm. and due to shortages of teachers, and just the overall theater industry. So, what it feels like to me, yeah. and from this conversation, is that you're trying to cement something that is sustainable yeah. for the future, and mm-hmm. just have that legacy here. So, you know, you were on a board for yeah. decommissioning yeah. something, right? What we want to have a board is uh, is to have a board that can sustain yeah. this type of um, ethos mm-hmm. and those type of values. So it's again, everlasting for those yeah. that are downtown Harrisburg. And you mentioned east of Cameron Street, yeah. impacting all those that are in that uh, geography. So, uh-huh. you know, could you just share a little bit more insights about what, like who within this area has really supported you in building up this legacy, right? You've yeah. started this in 2016, yeah. you, you referenced corporate sponsorships, um, but are there like other resources that you have leveraged or you know, mm-hmm. in-kind trades or other types of well, avenues yeah. you've, you've leveraged to help mm-hmm. make this sustainable since 2016? Yeah.
1: I'd like to thank, first, you know, of course, once again, thank the you know, um, Harrisburg Regional uh, Chamber of Commerce for all the help they've been with us, you know, here um, as we're just getting started. Um, also, you know, the Foundation for Enhancing Communities, Pennsylvania okay. Council of the Arts, National Endowment for the Arts, um, we're uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. We we'll work with them really, really, really <laughs> soon. Um, also, uh, or um, UPMC, they have been a very, um, they've been a very, uh, they've been very helpful with us. Um, right now, we are looking to expand. Uh, we're expanding our board. We're expanding our reach. We're looking to um, expand our uh, partnerships with other, uh, with other um, uh, corporate entities, uh, local okay. corporate entities. We're uh, we're trying to uh, find that we're trying to find naming rights for the stage that we're sitting on right here. Okay. We're looking for help or like, you know, we're also looking for help for um, sponsorship and, you know, funding for our art program that we want to start doing this summer. Um, So we're, you know, actively looking for support that way, Um, you know, and other than that, what I would cannot talk about support would not be remiss to say, you know, the legacy, I call them the legacy theater companies of Harrisburg um, and, and, uh, Theatre Harrisburg, Open Stage, and certainly last but never least, um, Gamut Theatre Company. If it wasn't for those three companies, um, those three companies have been around, like, you know, I think the youngest one is 30 years. And um, with, you know, Theatre Harrisburg closing in on 100. And, um, you know, ever since, you know, since 2016, when we did our first show, No Exit, by Sartre, that show and every single show we've ever done, whether it be an original or whether it be um, a, a revival, the one those three of uh, companies ha- helped us out in one, one way or another. Okay. May, they helped me make it possible, um, you know. And especially, I came up through and learned. Um, like you know, Clark. Like you know, you know, I they had so many mentors. But you know, the, the I grew up like acting and learning everything and doing Shakespeare over it of gamut with Clark and Melissa Nicholson and both of them artistically. Clark is like my mentor and okay. the learning. I'm an artist, but learning the business thing, this administrator thing, his wife, Melissa is like, you know, I mean, there's a guru. She has taught me more about, like you know, more than anything, anybody else around here that I know about theater and, you know, and all and also all the other theater companies. around. We were the first of the second generation. Of the uh, you know of the second generation theater companies, and there's a bunch of us: Sankofa, um, uh, uh, Bare Bones, True North. Um, we're the first one to get our own space, and since then, it's a like part of our you know we you're, we're giving back. So those other companies, if they ever need a space, they'll, they'll, or anybody in town they need a place to do their thing, come knock on our door. We'll see if we can help you out.
0: So that's amazing. So not are not only are you building your own legacy, but you're also carrying the torch and building out the second generation. And what it feels like is that you are giving back Mm -hmm. and then whether it's a space, whether it's your time, Mm-hmm. but it's just the fact that the first generation from the three companies you mentioned is that they mentored you yeah right and what you want to do is be able to one pay back the community mm-hmm. on artistic education yeah and then potentially then the next aspect is that whoever's coming up for the third generation is and teach them the administrative aspect right
1: exactly yeah that's what you know and you know as far you know legacy you know my father's a baptist minister and you call it leadership Greatest man I ever met in my entire life. And, you know, he built, and, you know, and it was like, a kind of like, you know, I call this, this is, I am, yeah, I call this, this is my church. You know, and this is the legacy, like trying to give back to the city of Harrisburg. This is what I'm, what we're trying to create here. That's just me, but my colleagues as well. You know, this is a we thing. And um, I cannot, like, you know, and, and, you know, talk about support could not have done, like, you know, like people like uh, uh, Molly Robertson and Hannah Asenroda and uh, Vianna Dow and so many other people who, it, Amy Trout, so many people who've been are such a, a huge part of what we're doing here. And, um, you know, who do it out of love and do it and that, out, out of love of the arts, out of love of theater and for love of the city. And for like, you know, and for like, you know, and for other artists in the city and looking for a place where, Artists can um, do their thing and express themselves, and pass on their knowledge to the one to everybody else around us.
0: Uh, I think that's amazing. Um, so as you, so I'm just out of curiosity. So as you are learning more about the administrative process of managing a theater, is there yeah. like? Anything that is a wow factor that you can share with the audience about like, hey, I wish I knew this when I jumped yeah. in, or like anything interesting, just like well, yeah. that you never thought of that you would have to handle.
1: Yeah, you know, it's you know, here's the thing, you know, and I think I might have messed, I might have spoken kind of misled right before when I said that, you know, you don't like in theater, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to break even on shows. You don't make money on shows. Okay. You know, sometimes you can. Listen, if you go ahead, listen, I tell you what. If I was able, like, you know, if I ever got the rights to do Hamilton and I put it on, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to make money. All right. I'm sure, like, you know, what I mean, I'll, I'll, like, you know, I mean, i I could, like, scrape out a bob or two. But most of the time, especially the stuff that we do here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we'll be like, I mean, yeah, you, 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 you do what's them? You do the, um, you sustain, you sustain the business by, like, through the grants and through okay. the foundations, and through the donations, and through, you know, the programming that you do. You do it by, you know, by... Um you do it by, uh, bring it by, like, you know, we rent, we rent the place out. You know, I mean, we work with other organizations, other arts organizations that need a stage or need, like, you know, hey, listen, you know, yeah, you need a space. Hey, we can do it. And, you know, that's how we pay the bills here. You know, listen, we'll do bar. Mit- listen, <laughs> you need a place to have a bar mitzvah? Bring it on. Come on down. We can do it right over here. Absolutely. But, you know, it's, you know, like, you know, hey, we're artists. We've been doing this since, since the Medici's. So, okay. you know, so yeah, um, you know, we did, that's how we kind of keep the doors open. Okay. But yeah, no, and that's, that's one of the wild factor That, you know, it's, I don't know about digital about theater in general, but me coming in as an artist, the thing that, it, that it's not a wild wow factor, but yeah, it kind of, it's like, you know, um, every day I'm learning how to live outside. I call it like living outside by ever, ever expanding comfort zone. Okay. Um, I try because this every day. I got to learn how to do something I didn't do know the day before. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm. I'm. It's a constantly learning because it's either lots. A lot of times, just you know, it's like when you start your own thing. It's like, hey, I got to pay somebody to do it, or I can learn how to do it and do it myself. Yeah. There's a lot of that, and then sometimes then it's like, okay, though. Here's a part of my field that I'm. I did not, I, I worked, I studied a little bit in college, but maybe I need to go back there and learn some more about it. Something like, you know I mean, you know, like, you know, costuming, you know, okay. or like, or working, the, or like, or working, or putting the lights um together, you uh, programming a lighting board. Or, um, you know, think like, it's like everything. Every day there's a new problem that comes up and it's like, okay, you got like, trusting yourself to be okay, all right, you can learn about it and try at least take a crack at it and try, like I said, ever-expand, like, you know, increasing your ever-expanding zone of comfort.
0: So, that's, it's just funny you bring about, like, learning new things that you would have to go back to your college courses. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more of, like, accounting and the business side of running things, but it's actually the artistic side, right? Yeah. So the lights, the sound, yeah. like, is everything all set up, that the echoes are correct? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. those are all a lot of the... Operational oh, there, it, it, and
1: yeah. it's that too, and it's about the accounting and about the marketing and about all that kind of. I mean, it's. I mean, listen. I mean, it's a, I mean, I'm getting. I'm looking forward to hopefully in by the end of the summer and things yeah. will go well that we can bring somebody else on full time. Okay, like you know, what I mean, so I can have a second here, <laughs> and so like you know, and somebody design. So leave me with the art and like okay. the grand vision and, and like what
0: you like to do right what I, is that
1: what i want, what what exactly you know the reason you know it's you know this started off with you know starting like a theater company now it's grown into creating you know the narsis arts collective the concept okay. of like moving into getting more than just theater this building like our space we call the narsis arts collective because home of the narsis arts theater company Narcisse theater company because we are going. To exp- we we're expanding it, you know, beyond the, the boundaries of what a theater company just does. Gotcha. And yes, yes. you know, we're going to have. I think uh, so. We're going to have more than one theater company in this building. You know, like other, yeah. like you know, our. You know, we're we're um, we're putting together right now. We're putting together our, our children's theater. It's called um, the Wise Old Pro. Uh, shadow puppet and storytelling show okay it is uh, uh yeah it's um uh, and so that's gonna we're gonna look that we're putting that in the works now hopefully in the next six or 12 months we'll have that we're gonna have like you know our, like you know some improv companies and you know part of what we do here at Narcisse how you know one of the other ways how we're a little different is that we do a lot of stuff that is very very challenging um that um we give uh and also, the very very challenging theater, very very serious. Um, but at the same time, though, we need to create other entities within ourselves that show our that lighter side. And yeah. also, a lot of we do a lot of obscure plays. Let's call it, say what it is. We do we do a lot of obscure plays, and and we do that because you know, we see value there, okay. and you know what I mean, and it's, we see artistic value there, and we don't want to be. And this is like you know, and I don't think you know theater it should be a popularity contest. Um, uh you know, one of my heroes in, in theater uh, is Bertolt Brecht, brilliant uh, dramatist and director and in the early 20th century. And um, his quote is actually on our website, on the first page on our website. It's, uh art is not a mirror to hold up the society, but a hammer in which to shape it. And that's what I want our theater company to do a hammer in which to shape society. Not just something like, you know, I you know, um, uh, you know, part of my own personal arts ethic is um I don't do happy endings. Like, you know, if I direct a play, believe there's no happy ending. I spoiler rather alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler exactly. alert. Exactly. Well you know what? Because then see that leaves you two other possibilities though. That leaves you with a like you know an unhappy ending, a bad ending, or no ending. You know it's open-ended you know and i I've, I've, i prefer like you know you know so there's some directors who can make a happy ending out of anything you know what i mean and i'm like okay that's great but it's i think that it's more interesting like you know i, mean, I think the like, no ending is more interesting than a happy ending or a bad bad ending so that's just my own personal ethos but you know that's you know that's something, you know, I, I, we don't do like, you know, but that's what we do with Narcisse Theater Company. The other thing, <laughs> like, with the children's show, I'm sure that we'll have a couple of happy endings. Oh, there. I hope so. <laughs> uh, they're not going to be all Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. But, you know, with that, though, this, with the children's theater company, what we're doing is, is, we're just going to be really, really level, I, I'm, I'm heavy on multiculturalism. Okay. And we're, because the stories we'll be taking from are going to be stories from all over the world, we're going to be like the basis of of, of the children's theaters is based upon folk tales, ethnic folk tales from across the world, showing our common humanity. Because that's what if you look, read folk tales, all folk tales, even though they have different characters, different names, different religions, different subjects, they all teach us the same stories. It's parents telling, teaching their kids stories, and so yeah, that's what that's a lot of what our children's theater is going to be about.
0: No that's that's amazing and and thank you Frank for sharing a lot about the vision the legacy that you're trying to build here so as we're nearing the close of our podcast okay. uh, what we like to do is you know do rapid fire questions which yeah. I, I shared but you know I, I gave you very minimal time to think about it before we started this so um, so we'll, we'll start with those uh, one of the rapid fire questions is like who's your favorite leader that you like to emulate or like to quote often
1: okay I guess uh, th- there's two there um, okay. one would be my dad Reverend Franklin L Henley Sr. And two would be the greatest uh, football manager of all time, uh, or the greatest football club of all time, of Manchester United Football (laughs) Club. um, Sir, um, Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, He is uh, a in thirty-two year coach. He won or forty-nine major trophies, and he taught. uh, And after he retired in two thousand and twelve, I believe he uh, taught um, executive um, leadership class. um, of, is an executive leadership fellow at Harvard Business School.
0: Wow yeah
1: brilliant okay. brilliant man New, about, about man yeah brilliant brilliant man a brilliant leader
0: So then my follow-up to that then is there a favorite quote that you like to live by I know you <laughs> you quoted one for the business right one for Northeast theater of, of you know shaping the world yeah. but do you have a personal favorite leadership quote that you like to live by or yeah
1: <laughs> um, it, it was you know by Sir Alex Ferguson he oh, said, true. A job of a leader is to is to condition those he leads that the impossible is possible. That's the difference between leadership and management.
0: Impossible is possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it. Um, mm-hmm. So then, you know, being in the, in the Harrisburg Capital Region, Central PA, mm-hmm. is there something like? What would you like to share with those that are new to the area? What's the one thing that you love about Central PA or? you mm-hmm. uh, the Harrisburg greater area. Well,
1: um, one, I could say uh, uh, my favorite, I'm a huge, uh, I'm not a, outdoorsy person i'm an outsidey person okay. so i like the i love um, uh, uh, the riverfront the riverfront okay. park in harrisburg i spend a ton of time there and also what i love in harrisburg listen there we have a great theater scene here in harrisburg okay. i love going and seeing shows all you know at places like damn open stage theater harrisburg uh and that in in so, sankofa uh bare bones we have a lot of different um really really Brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly talented people. Uh, you know, Harrisburg native recently just won a Golden Globe. Wow. Yeah, uh, matter of fact, I don't believe I, I forgot the young sister's name, but yeah, she went, uh, a Harrisburg native uh, went to Casa. Okay. Yeah, we won a Golden Globe. She's up for, I believe she's up for an Oscar. I, I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, I forget the young lady's name. But yeah, we have a lot of talent here. And so, yeah, uh, it's a lot of great music. Um, and that, like you know, and also, cannot yeah check out any of the uh, check out any Mexican restaurants. that are going up Dairy Street. Tacos Del Tierro and Taco meat, um yeah and Taco mi Familia. Oh my God, yeah, great food. But yeah, there's a lot of great things to do here in Harrisburg.
0: Awesome. Well, Frank, thank you again for the time. Thank, thank you, you for you very having much me fun. here. Appreciate this was it. This is great learning more about the theater area here. So right thank, you, thank again. you.
1: Right off, thank you very much. That
0: brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Frank Henley, Jr. for joining us for that engaging conversation. As he mentioned, it is important to pay it forward to the next generation so they can take the mantle just as it was done for him. Through his journey, he has found that you will always be expanding your ever-growing comfort zone and always be continuously learning. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on the streaming platform you're listening to us on. Until then, this is Wen Tan. And don't forget, we're here to highlight local leaders making an impact in our community and share leadership insights through storytelling. This podcast was recorded, produced, and edited by Wen Tan. This episode was brought to you by Harrisburg Regional Chamber and Credit. Seamless Tactics is a product of tailor-made solutions. Special thanks to the Narcisse Theater Company. Hope you'll join us in our next show.